0: All right, welcome everybody to uh, the stick, Tucker CG Dreamfields here in Charlotte, North Carolina. We appreciate everybody joining us on Facebook Live and the group that showed up here. Um, tonight we're going to bring a presentation through our nonprofit organization called You Deserve a Chance Foundation, which was established nine years ago to uh, assist families and parents uh, in staying in the game, giving them uh, good mentorship, good opportunities. Uh, hopefully uh, using the game of baseball to advance and break through the ceilings. It's been a big part of our organization for years. Um, we had partnered along the way with Carolina Metro Reds, which is their mission as well. And uh, we are presenting certain programs to our families out here that, uh, that will benefit. We've done that all along in hopes of benefiting uh, those that were looking forward to uh, advancing in the game and just advancing in life. The NCAA created a rule not too long ago, a few years ago, I believe it was 2019, and they started work on it, saying called the Naming, Likeness, and Image. Name, Like, and Image program called the NIL. And the NIL has is allowing players, student-athletes, right now, to generate revenue while in school without losing eligibility. It's huge. It has been a big fight for many, many, many years. Um, when they announced the NIL, nobody was really prepared for it. And it seemed to be like the wild wild west it was going to be a free-for-all nobody understood it uh, but fortunately we had connected with a group called the players nil and you guys can find out more information by going to the playersnil.com. and they have navigated through this this craziness right now uh and put together uh pillars that will assist student athletes going forward and allowing them the opportunity to generate revenue as they are in college which in the past we know as far as baseball goes and this goes across the uh the scope of all sports and collegiate sports but as far as baseball goes 11.7 is the scholarship ratio that's it 11.7 for a fully funded program which means if you have not prepared your family your kids to be able to handle the entire load of financial responsibility uh to pay for college you are going to either get a student loan, or you're coming out of school in debt. And some of, some of our athletes come out of school in debt, hundred thousand dollars or better. It's it's heavy. Um, so this gives an opportunity to assist families, to help them uh, navigate through the financial situations of not just uh, paying for college, but giving them you know money to have in their pocket. I know for me, if I had an extra hundred thousand dollars when I was in college, it'd be it could be a little bit dangerous. But um, but uh, it's it's a different program, and it is uh, it will assist. It will assist families. We're connecting with as many as we possibly can. Again, this is the beginning. Um, tonight, we brought in Alex Fournay, uh, a longtime friend of mine. We went to high school together. We've uh, we've known each other since we were 13, 14 years old. And uh, Alex and another high school teammate and graduate of mine, Mark Kestra, uh, who runs the NIL, has put this program together. We have looked at other programs. This one here is bringing the most bang for the uh the attention that it's bringing they are here just to present and just to educate so i want to introduce alex Fournay. okay thanks jeff hello
1: everyone everyone listening online uh as uh jeff said uh the nil was uh, actually founded the players nil was founded by a gentleman by the name of mark kestra and the reason i want to mention mark is because uh prior to founding the players nil he uh was president and CEO of Sports Studio Inc, a Hollywood entertainment and sports company. And the reason that that's relevant is because he worked with a lot of athletes and agencies and production companies and apparel companies. And he he secured two significant agreements with both uh, MLB and NFL. So it's it's a result of that experience that Mark really kind of started to perfect some expertise and experience around uh, working with uh, different apparel companies, working with production companies, working with uh, fan engagement and uh, cooperatives, if you will. So he's got a great deal of experience in that space, as does a number of people that are on our uh, team. Everybody who is teaching our courses or consulting um, are experts in their field. And it's an important part that uh, I think that separates us from what a lot of other companies are doing. But what I wanted to do here today was, uh, you, you know, my expectation and my goal is to make sure you walk out of here, or you leave this podcast or uh, this this live session, understanding a little bit more about what's going on in the NIL space than when you uh, than when you walked in. So where am I here? So let's start with what is NIL. Everybody understand it's name, image, and likeness, but really what uh, what does that mean to a player, right? In July of 2021, there was a watershed event, right? Legislation was passed that allowed players to benefit from their name, image, and likeness, right? The way we see it, every athlete has a story to tell, right? And he or she has fans, they have friends, they have family who want to engage. They've got colleges and brands that might've appreciated working with them in the past, But couldn't because the players of course didn't and couldn't violate their um their eligibility in in, in that regard so it's uh it's it's a critical move for a lot of players and it's an opportunity for them to make make money earn money and we'll talk a little bit about what what that's like but the important thing to understand is that there um are guidelines right so even though the nil is passed you know players still aren't in a position to get paid by coaches to come to their school they can't get paid directly for performance on the field. So NIL is kind of a little bit of a workaround for you to actually gain from your popularity in your community or on a, on a broader national scale to benefit from your own name, image, and likeness. Um, so this is a graphic that shows some of the states that are not permitting NIL in high school. Those that are under consideration, if you will, and then those that have passed legislation and the various states are in various levels of uh, approval. So they, for example, may have already granted permission for high school athletes to benefit from their name, image and likeness, but it hasn't gone into effect yet. So it's not going to go in effect until, you know, late in 2023 or 24 in a given state. But the point is, is that there is a big wave coming in an opportunity. And there's two things important here. One is just because your high school does not permit NIL for your athletes, doesn't mean you shouldn't get started now. And the reason is, is because in college, you can, number one. More importantly, just because your school doesn't permit it today, doesn't mean they won't permit it. To, you know, the, your state doesn't mean they won't permit it tomorrow. That legislation in the state won't, won't change or be passed. I'll pause there for the people that are here. Are there any questions about that or comments that you have? Okay. You know, in, in, I think it's in South Carolina, you have about 90,000 student athletes. I think that was in 2019 or 2021. In North Carolina, it's almost double that. So my point is is that that's, you know, close to 200,000 athletes or more That have opportunity to take advantage of their name image and likeness and again my my point is you start now so what do you need to do and what should you start to consider get yourselves educated about it find trustworthy resources websites and people that will help you understand and navigate that landscape so it's a big part of what i look at when i say athletic directors Um, i'm also talking about parents right so what happens is I mean, let's face it, when you have a question about something as important as this, you want to go to a trusted, credible source. Okay. so as a parent, you want to make sure And we were talking about this earlier, right, that you want to make sure that you have a sense of what your child's opportunities are so you can help coach and guide them through that. Um, Questions on that? So uh, the question was, what site would I recommend? There are a number of them that are really good. Um, the Players NIL, which is what we represent, is 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 a trusted, credible source. And the reason I say that again is because, as I said, the people who consult and uh, develop all of our courseware are experts in their field, and we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, another one is Open Doors. Okay, um, so. Again, and thanks for the question, but uh, it's, it is really important to make sure that you're gathering information because one of the problems that we have is that if you don't get that education, you're gonna potentially fall victim to misinformation, which is people think they know something about it, they tell you something and it's okay, and you go after it. The other side of it is disinformation. It's somebody who knows that it's not the right thing, but it serves them. So it, it, it does this going to a trusted source a great job of helping you understand that by the way there's a lot of free uh advice insight uh podcasts and everything else on our website with former professional athletes lawyers uh agents that kind of give good insight so i would i would highly recommend you look at that and pick a podcast that you think is relevant for you um, and check it out but thanks for the question yeah so, um, yeah, so you can go to the playersnil.com um, and search from there. In fact, that's what we opened up with. And there'll be a QR code at the end of this for those of you that uh, can put your phone up to it, take a picture of it, and it'll bring you to the uh, to the website. So I always joke around, and this is no smack against the, uh, the young student-athletes, but when you're dealing with 16 to 18-year-olds, we always joke around, what could possibly go wrong, right? So, uh, you know, but... It's tough because, especially if your your student athlete is interested in becoming more than just that student athlete, they've got a future plan for themselves and they're starting to think as an entrepreneur or a business person. They want to start taking that next step, so they're anxious. And you're proud because you want to see your kid take the initiative, right? Well, kids got following. One of the one, one of the uh, one of the young student athletes here has almost 500 followers, so he decides uh, this is great. Well. Let's remember, you guys all uh, had Jersey Mike's today, right? You got a Jersey Mike's down here. I'm, I'm going to make this up, right? So, um, but this is a real type of example that we're, that we're dealing with. So Jersey Mike's, like any other big corporation, right, they are, um, does the data and analytics around kids with social influence, kids that have followers. They look at the demographics, you know, the sport they play, you know, and the people they kind of hang out with and who they influence. So Jersey Mike's reaches out to your kid and says, hey, tell you what, I'll give you $100 for this week. You post about Jersey Mike's and how much you love our subs this week. You come in one day, we'll take a picture, you post your hero of the week. And again, let me say that I'm making this up as I go on. It's just for illustrative purposes. But you kind of go through that, and your kid says, great. He doesn't tell you about it because he's going to surprise you. He might or might not. You may or may not know about the information Great, goes there, boom, here's $100, goes up there, takes a picture, posts it out. Three days later, you get a call from the AD who says, guess what, you're ineligible. Did you realize when you took that picture, you had the the school's emblem on your shirt or on your hat? Oh, by the way, you just put your team at risk, right? So that's the potential dangers of not understanding what's going on. It's the reason why education about what's going on is important because you need to understand you know the, the the compliance issue, the legal issues, and so forth. The implications in your community, you know, and on a local level as well as what the federal uh, guidelines are for it. It's a very um, fluid environment, as Jeff talked about. It's the wild west. So what you knew six weeks ago may change a little bit. You know, so it's a good idea to keep uh, to keep track of it. The other thing I'm going to touch a ba- touch base on is athletes associating with brands they don't know. Um, the reason that this is important is because as you start to do it on whether it's a small scale or a large scale um not every dollar is a good dollar right because when you're building your brand and we're going to talk about this as kids start to build who they are and what they want to be and how they want to present themselves to the world that's their brand right and the company that approaches you may not have the same values. And you need to go through that and understand about how to decide what brand you want to work with. And again, it could be for a a one-time engagement of $100. It could be a monthly thing for $200. Uh, Chris Hogan, who is a uh, two-time Super Bowl champion with the New England Patriots. He's got a great story, by the way, if if you're not familiar with it. But um, Chris did a podcast with us, and he talked about the value of understanding the brands that you want to work with and how you want to work with them. So, I talked about education being key, but you know, when I was, uh, I got on a plane this morning from New York. Yes, I'm a Yankee. Um, so, I was on the plane to come down, if you couldn't tell by my accent, right? Um, so, I jump on and I was going through, you know, what I thought was important, how I wanted to present, and what I wanted to kind of talk about. And so, I wind up making some notes. So, um, and I think that they're important and they're, um, they're really relevant to what we want to talk about so if anything that I've talked about uh, you don't take with you these next few slides I want to make sure that we kind of dig in them a little bit I want you to feel free to uh, ask questions and if you're you're listening um, uh, live if you want to submit a question I don't know if there's a vehicle right uh, for doing that you can and we'll try to address that but as I said if you walk away with nothing else I want you to understand a few key uh, few key things about this and these were notes that I just started making this morning and i want you to understand nil is for everyone what you read about what you hear is the quarterback at alabama you hear about the young female athlete going to carolina north carolina right playing soccer whatever they're sensationalized but the fact of the matter is year one deal 65 dollars right you don't have to be a power five athlete to start benefiting from it and i'm going to talk about that the other thing is six of the top nil sports are women's Sports, women are doing a better job and are better social media influencers, and they're they're much they, they seem to be much more savvy in leveraging it. Um, an important and interesting, uh, uh, I guess, just an important point is, you know, women have talked about the fact that you know there aren't professional sports, and we're looking to you know balance some of that out. But one of the advantages that they've got from that is that they've done a great job of understanding. You know what? I'm probably not going to play professional basketball, so I'm going to use what I'm doing today. While I'm playing basketball at Tennessee, or I'm playing basketball at some Division III school, I'm going to start taking advantage of what I'm doing now to prepare myself for the future. They've done a they've done a, a great job. And so, if you're looking for an idea of what some some people are doing, you may want to take a look at what some of the women women have done and how they've accomplished that. The king of NIL, Raquan Smith. You've probably never heard of him. You will not see him on TV. And he plays for university. Down here you might know about Norfolk State, right? It's an HBCU. Kid has 60, over 65 deals, NIL deals. Why? Because the kid knew how to go about working with and navigating through brands and creating his own brand. Um, so he's had a lot of success with it. But you might say, ah, oh, well, of course, it's still a Division I kid. Amherst College, any of you ever hear of it? Okay, then maybe you're from the Northeast? Okay, there you go. So d- small, it's it's part of the NESCAC, New England Small Colleges, right? It's a Division Three school. There's no fans there, maybe a 1,000 people. There's certainly no television coverage. Jeff Betts is a wide receiver who has turned the NIL on its, uh, on its ear because he knew how to engage with brands. He has more deals with brands than he does touchdowns right at the school. The point that I'm trying to emphasize is that again, NIL is for everyone and don't get caught up in the fact that everybody's looking at the sensationalized big deals. There's opportunity for you. As long as you take something that's relatable and important to you, you can turn it into your brand. And as you start to do that and you grow followers, that's where your opportunities will start to come in. Um, Brands are looking for athlete influencers. The reason that they are is because, quite frankly, athletes are special in a lot of ways. And we learn at an early age a lot about discipline and teamwork and um, how, to, how to pick people up when they're down. We, we're good influencers in a lot of ways. And they like the athletes um, as, as influencers. I'll pause there. Questions? OK. Um, so most kids are not going to get the support, right? That 2% are the uh, the Power 5 kids, right? And they're going to have people around them and helping them. Well, part of what we do at the Players NIL is to try to provide that educational uh, platform and um, consulting, if you will, and an opportunity to make sure that you're educated in that. So we're focused on the other 90%. That's most of us, right? Um, The other thing is that's really important is that as you start to do this i know i I know that a lot of us and probably a lot of you in this room have been former athletes right so much of your personal worth when you're young is associated with what you do on and off the court what you do on and off the field and how you perform and so much of it's tied up in that that developing skills and self-worth outside of your sport but leveraging that sport it's, it's, it's a great advantage and it's an opportunity, as I said, to leverage and use life skills and professional skills um, as, you evolve your, as you evolve your brand. Um, I think you should start in high school. We're like, start now, build your brand. Even, and, and I would tell you this, um, regardless of the state's position, you can, as a young person, still start to build your brand. You may not be able to go out and start promoting uh, you, you know, something in particular and certainly, you know, there are restrictions about what you can promote, right, you know, you can't promote tobacco and firearms, right, you know, things like that. But my point is, is that as a young athlete and a young student, you can start building your brand about and give serious thought to who you are and what kind of brand you want to represent and build for yourself. And I would suggest starting that now because it's going to take time. And when you reach college, you can't just turn it on at that point necessarily, right? Uh, Last thing, as I said, uh, the idea is we all want to be thinking as parents. My daughter was a college athlete as well. And what you want to start positioning yourself for, even at a young age. And I am not telling you not to continue to follow your dreams and to work your tail off to achieve what you want athletically. and Maybe you will make it all the way, right? Maybe you will earn a living doing that. But the idea is um, probably all your old baseball people here, most of you here uh, live, So I'm sure you've all seen Moneyball, right? And there's that that quote in there that, you know, some of us are told at 18, some of us are told at 40, but everyone's eventually told they can no longer play the game. So what you need to start thinking about is what do I do after the ball stops bouncing, right? And the, the sooner that you continue to work with that and make that part of what you do and make that part of your training and make that part of your commitment to being a complete athlete is not only what you do on the field, but what you do off the field and the brand you build. So real quick, how am I doing on time? Okay. Um, so what we, what we focus on at the Players NIL and what we believe ed- the education is all about is personal brand development. So uh, Dave Maloney is a professor at Syracuse University. Uh, he handles our pillar one and his message is, what people feel and think when they see your face, meet you or hear your name, that is your brand and how you go about developing it. So that's part of his message, is how do you go about building a personal brand? Influencer and brand relations. Uh, Josh Rosen heads up that and he talks about, marketing is not just about who you are and what you're doing now, it's about how you position your brand for what you can do in the future, what your potential is. So that's his message in the in the, uh, influence and brand relations. Legal, tax and compliance, Mitt Whitner. Um, He's really focused on making sure that you do understand the implications in your community, in your state, about what those rules and regulations are, and being smart and judicious about understanding those and making sure you're adhering to them. Philanthropy and community uh, service. um, There are two, uh, uh, there's a mother-daughter team that does a a, a great job for us, but their focus is on, Why as athletes, we should be giving back and how we go about giving back. We've all been given a great advantage, advantage, as I talked about in the beginning, um, because as athletes, we learn so much early on um, and it's a great way to give back to your community. You also get to promote what's important to you. So whatever your cause is, whether you're going to give time or money, you want to identify those things and find a way to uh, potentially give. That's one part of it. Quite frankly, the self-serving side of it is that you also get to build your brand. Because if I am a brand looking for people to work with, I want to know who you're, you know, what you're about and who you are. And what you do in that capacity is going to, have a, going to have an impact. And then the last piece is financial literacy. And it's about helping you understand investment strategies. And there's a part of everybody says, yeah, but I'm not the kid that's getting a million dollars at uh, Alabama or North Carolina. The fact of the matter is, is that, um, you, you know, I know growing up that if I made $10, the first question that was asked is, okay, how much is going in the bank? And, you know, so you can earn interest. Now, that, that's certainly an oversimplification of investment strategy, but it starts the process of thinking when I have money, how do I make money work for me? You know, what are smart investments? And let me be clear that what we do is not advise, You know, we're not here to tell you to go to this investment advisor or anything like that, that's not what we do. But what we do wanna do is educate you so you understand what questions to ask and how to evaluate whether something is a reasonably good investment in terms of how do I make my money work for me going forward. So it's about educating you in that capacity. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish up here with how you as parents can really, can really help. Okay, and it's about you getting yourselves educated and providing a support system for them and being that trusted source in many respects, right? Um, Because NIL is so new, there's a part of me as a parent that I would look and say, I don't know, there aren't too many people I want to send them off to to go find out and not understand what kind of information they're getting back. So my my point is get yourself educated and introduce them to independent and trustworthy sources. And the important point i wanted to make here down down below is that the national federation of high schools right there's two important missions that they have and one is about the fact that they believe that athletics right they're for the students they're for the kids and as adults our job is to be supportive in that role in in getting them to enjoy and take advantage of it and overall just be supportive of it the second part of it is to make sure that they protect the student athletes from misunderstanding or somehow being exposed to something that they shouldn't be, uh, or someone that they shouldn't be working with. So it's a little bit about protection as well. So I'm going to stop there and I'm going to hand it back. You said,
0: about you said, you said earlier that a mistake could jeopardize a university's eligibility in terms of conference play and all that other stuff. Is that...
1: Yeah, what I was really referring to is mostly at the moment in high school that, and I'm sure it, it happens at the college level as well, is that you have to understand what those rules and regulations are. Again, the good news for the kids at Power 5 schools is they've got somebody there telling them every day what they can and can't do. At the other schools, for the rest of us at Division 3 and so forth, um, yeah, they could potentially put their teams and themselves in at risk if they violate uh, one of the l- rules or, uh, regulations. Compliance. Compliance. Yeah, it is absolutely a compliance issue, but, um, you know, the, right now the NCAA is only involved to a limited extent.
0: Yeah, so the other piece is that, so it's, 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 it's evolving, right? I mean, the, the rules are changing every day. The NCAA isn't exactly sure what they put out there totally right so it'll be tomorrow could be a different rule than it is today so you have to have the education you have to have the people involved that can help guide you through this scenario this isn't like i'm going to get in a canoe and go down a river by myself and hopefully it works out you need a guide going down there with you
1: exactly you know if you want to if you want to use that as an example right it's like a white water rafting right you don't want to be doing if you're not familiar with what you're doing you want you want to have a guide and that's the whole purpose of about finding those trusted sources of information and data. And that's why I say, be a source of a source for your student athlete. Understand where they can go and, and direct them that way. And sit with them. Potentially look at going through courseware. Um, make that investment of time and money. Um, the other thing that I would add to that, Jeff, is that y- you know all of us, I- I- I've done it as well, and it's money well invested. You probably all spend thousands of dollars a summer, a season, a year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Thousands of dollars. And it's important and it's important to, you know, support your, your student athletes dreams to get as far as they can. And we all enjoy it and we have it. We get a great deal of pleasure out of it. What I would tell you is that the small investment of time and money that you should make in getting yourself educated is going to serve them long after their careers are over because they are life skills they are career skills the things that I went through that's important in NIL education they apply across the board I'll, I'll, I'll finish my statement with this I worked in technology for 35 years and I did a lot of hiring of um, n- you know newly minted uh, college graduates and I can tell you that the kids that took the initiative the kids that had a sense of who they were and what they wanted went a long way to for me to understand what they could provide for our company it's an important part of it so that's why we emphasize education so much
0: um an athlete has an idea we were talking to to cooper earlier he's he's a a a freshman that has 900 followers already and he's would you post one got one post he's got 900 followers so the players nil could help a player like that um and a family like that enhance that following give them guidelines and help navigate through that and okay these are the pitfalls these are the areas that you want to go um like he may have a product or something like that that he likes or or something that uh interests him you guys would help guide him through the process
1: yeah so um The first thing i would say is you know you you would in that example you would go to website maybe feel your way around in terms of look at some of the podcasts and the information and articles that are available there there is also online courseware that you can uh subscribe to if you want but to answer jeff's questions yes and and again the idea is and i want to be clear our job and our belief and our mission is not to put you in touch with agents or to say we're going to help you make money what we want to do is help you educate educate you so you understand not only what's possible but how to go about building it so you've got 900 followers I would say you probably caught a tiger by the tail so okay now I got 900 followers what am I gonna do next and how might I want to turn that into something else that a brand might see as value so there is something that I didn't touch on it's something called a an NIL valuation and it's what uh, companies look at to determine whether or not you might be a good influence. And it has to do with your social presence, how often you uh, post, what you post about, uh, how many followers do you have, how you performed on the field, et cetera. So those kinds of things go into it. But, yeah, it's a great set of uh, pillars, five pillars of education that will help you navigate um, your next steps.
0: You guys have any other questions?
1: Anything else? Go Go
0: good.
1: So the, the question is, you know, who initiates uh, an engagement with the brand? Is the brand coming to the, the player or the player going to the brand? Yes. Um, because, again, what I talked about is the brands are out there. So they've got, a, obviously, you know, uh, a legion of uh, marketing people who analyze all the data about who you are, what you do, what you represent, et cetera, et cetera, how many followers, all the things I just mentioned. So they may reach out to you. Uh, We work now um, with uh, an influencer who has uh, 4 million followers. Um, Brands are reaching out to him because they understand his data. Um, But he's still also identifying brands that he wants to be associated with. So he's reaching out to them. So it can work both ways. But I think if you're going to approach a brand, you're going to want to make sure you understand what you're asking for and be a little bit informed about who they are and what they represent, etc. So a little bit of long-winded answer to your question, but it works both ways, depending on how strong your influence is currently.
0: Are uh, most of these t- contractual in terms of the brand? I say, okay, you're going to eight to ten months of, you know.
1: Sure, sure. So um, I've not, you know, I can't say that I've gone through and seen, you know, all these contracts per se, but yes, they're contractual obligations that people have to post X amount of times, um, but... I, I guess the, the the important thing about that is, you, it's not always money, right? That's in the contract. Some contracts they can be done for apparel. Where you're going to get certain gear and product and things like that to keep in mind. Uh, but yeah, the short answer to your question is, is that yeah. If I was going to post for somebody and represent, it, I'd absolutely want a contract.
0: So you're dealing with your kid. Where where's, where where do you tell them to start? Because again, there's, there, we're navigating through this. We, nobody really knows. Where would you tell your your kids to start the the process?
1: So the question was, if you didn't hear it was, you know, where do you you start? And it's like, you know, at the beginning, right? So it's um, I would start by getting educated by reading as much as I can at the trusted sources to find out what's going on in space and then get yourself educated on it as a parent. Read as much as you can and understand it, Um, but engage. And, and start now but if, if you're really to get down to the basics you got to start thinking about and some of you are a little young um, probably in the audience as well but just start thinking about who you are what you want um, and what kind of life you're gonna build for yourself for the next 12 months for the next 24 months for the next three years and start giving that serious thought if you really want to build a brand listen you're not just gonna walk in and it's gonna happen overnight it's work but if you want to do it I believe it's worth it and there's a bunch of opportunity for everybody. And that's why we say NIL is for all. Sure, I always, uh, one of the expressions I use is you should be CEO of your brand. And being CEO of your brand means you want to control the narrative. That means you don't want um, two things. One is you need to control the narrative because you don't want somebody else explaining who you are and what you represent. Right. Um, but your question is more about like, um, is what, what happens if I make a bad post or what's the impact of a bad post or something? Yeah. So, you you know, Right. So I guess, you know, the, the, the question is, is around, thank you. Uh, the question is around, you know, what's the impact of that, that bad post? I think we've all seen and heard various examples of that, both in and out of the out of the sports world and people backtracking what they said earlier. So it's about, you know, being controlled and understanding what message you want to deliver and practice that and make sure that you understand, again, who you are and what you want to represent, because that bad post is going to follow you. I can assure you when people walked into interviews for me I knew more about them than they knew about themselves at times because of that data it's there so you know be be aware that it's uh, that it's out there it's a good question So the, uh, the the question is, what do you do because of, uh, you, you know, it, 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 social media is a uh, is a double sided coin, right? Or there's two sides of that that, that sword. But it's it's like, a, um, in my opinion, right, it's 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 like anything else. It's a great tool if you use it properly and you know how to use it. Right. It can be a dangerous weapon used against you if you don't know how to handle yourself. So that's again, and I know that it sounds like I'm beating a dead horse. That's why it's important to understand how to use it to your benefit in a positive way. I believe that the reason coaches were telling the athletes to stay, stay off of social media because it it was a bunch of for lack of a better term, what I call white noise that was out there going by and you got, and kids got sucked into it. The idea now is to remove yourself from that and understand how, that works for you in a positive way and how you can use that to build again your own own brand but you've got to decide on that so yes it's about understanding what the social media impact and influence can be um, and then using it to your advantage you're still going to get you still have run the risk right of getting sucked into it if you're into too much the idea is to control it and use it uh, as a tool as opposed to a distraction
0: as as, as, as coaches um, we've dealt with the social media issue before the NIL, right? It was it was always something that we had to be aware of. Part of the biggest piece that we found out was that the kids were smarter than us on the social media, and that you know they just went off and did what they did before we even caught up and understood, you know, you know what the Twitter was, what the TikTok was, all that other stuff, and a lot of damage was done before then. So we're trying to we're trying to wipe that away and create a, a with a younger generation or the younger group coming through now to be more aware of. You know what the balls are, and I think they've seen it. I think we've we've got enough data now to uh, to recognize
1: that. Yeah, it's that old adage that you know, knowledge is power. So the idea is, you guys have learned your lessons as coaches, but that's my point. As coaches and as parents, here's an opportunity to get a little bit ahead of the curve and help the kids understand how to channel that energy and that. "Quote unquote distraction" into something that's productive for them and potentially productive for their team. Don't forget, like we didn't touch on uh, the the fact that there are collectives, right, in certain colleges and probably even start them in high school. And for lack of uh, you know getting into all the details, it's when a team kind of gets together and decides they're going to do it as a group, um, and that can be that could have very positive influence and outcome. So uh, some of the the colleges are trying to do that to avoid. The, uh, the locker room turmoil about one guy's got a, a $500,000 deal and the other guy's got a $10 deal. So they kind of work around that. But back to your point, um, I think that's, that's our message is get ahead of the curve. Understand the opportunities for the kids and help them understand how to use it in a productive way for themselves. Right. I
0: was about go for, you're looking for a yeah, yeah.
1: Right. So yeah. That, that that goes back to. So the question was about you know what's the implication um, of you know being a student that makes that makes money. That's a great question, by the way. Um, all the more reason why, when you look at, again, I ha- hate to sound self-serving, but when you look at our legal, tax, and compliance pillar, that helps you understand how to navigate that, and you have to get involved, and you have to you do have to understand that. The, the other part is that um, you know you don't necessarily have to, in my opinion, if you've got a brand that wants to do something and you're concerned about that, well, maybe that's part of your philanthropic work. Maybe that's where you say, you know what, I'll do that for free. I'll post this. I'll, I'll do that. And you'll build up your influence and your opportunities for later on. The idea, remember, is about building your brand. It doesn't mean you necessarily have to always take money for it so if you're concerned about that i would look at it as a big opportunity for uh, a philanthropic uh,
0: endeavor yeah it's, it's interesting yeah, because when a university looks at somebody for grants or scholarship money and things like that they look at the they look at the income of the parents they never really include the the student athlete so he may be of age 18 and he can start his own his own business he'll have his own taxes he'll have his own know his own processes in terms of compliance but right now it could change I mean the NCAA is probably gonna recognize all this and say well we're giving this guy a scholarship but he's making $500,000 a year so he needs to pay so that's that's another part of the NIL I think is that you need to be educated along the way and you need to have somebody that's gonna stay on top of it in a daily basis not like you know we pick it up three months later and all of a sudden oh my god we we you know we missed this whole program
1: right I think that's uh that's actually a great point um about that and you may want to set him up you know your son or daughter in that capacity and again think about the value of what they're going to learn in terms of setting up their own business and having to understand you know what expenses they they incurred and how they how they deal with that but um that's why i would say in our our legal tax and compliance pillar that's something that would help uh, help address that great question Did we have any questions, uh, online that we can answer before we wrap up? Same questions. All right. Well, listen, want to thank you, uh, Jeff, I'm going to hand it back to you, but, uh, thanks for the opportunity. want to thank everybody that came here in person, as well as those that are on live. Uh, really appreciate the, uh, appreciate the opportunity. That's good.
0: We want to thank Alex. For, and it is the players NIL, the players, Um, go through it, get educated, read the pillars and, uh, We appreciate everybody taking the time to come out tonight and then also everybody that joined us online um, with uh, UDACF. So appreciate it and have a good night.